Well, hello, and we're back again with another episode of Dance Jams. Uh, today, we talk uh, with Oliver Radar, and um, and Oliver is a dancer, dance educator, researcher, author, and many things more, all in the dance world. And we'll hear more about him. I'm very excited to um, to meet him. Um, and but we never do that, of course, without my good friend Tom. Uh, Tom, are you there? And hey, you, Sean, you know I'm Oliver. There. Yeah, you know Oliver uh, a little bit better yes. than I do, and yes. I'm excited to invite him. He uh, he published uh, he published a book about dance technique in standard dancing. We explain what that is a little bit later, uh, but I'm excited. What about you, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I never met somebody who wrote the book in standard dancing. Okay. And yes, and we have a nice music there. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, our yeah. sound. And um, yes, and this will be our first interview with the author in the ballroom dancing, uh, waltz, tango, um, we have more slow fox and a quick step yep. and a Viennish waltz. And yes. somebody wrote a book about it, but he can tell more about it. Uh, maybe Oliver can tell something about his dance career. Yes. And uh, how do you, how you get... Hello, Oliver. Nice to meet you. Hello. Yes. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. And how you did to come to, to dance ballroom dancing, because that's not a usual choice for a dancer normally uh, they go to hip-hop or to to a ballet or jazz but ballroom dancing yeah so tell something about it how you came to it yeah um so my parents were dancers as well they danced wow. uh starting from adults um, and continuing in senior one. Uh, so they uh, had to practice and they danced uh, competitions. Uh, usually they uh, tried to get a, a babysitter for uh, my sister and me uh, because they didn't uh, want to bother us um, with their dancing. But um, every now and then uh, we came with them, we, we uh, joined them in their practice or their competitions um yeah and so so we got we got in touch with dancing and one day uh when i was seven and my sister uh, that i danced with was five i think uh we wanted to start uh, ourselves and that's how the journey started <laughs> so how long you dance then and and now because you're still dancing uh, now or uh, you stopped or this competition yeah. dance you stopped but yeah 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 yes uh, we, we stopped our competitive career uh, about 10 11 years ago so i danced uh, starting uh, by the age of seven until i was uh, 27 so it was a period of 20 years that we danced that we've danced that's, that's, so many experience in that dance yeah. form yeah, uh, yeah sorry no, sean yeah. what you yeah what you no, said sean no, no, and I saw that you um, had quite a bit of achievements. I know you don't like to talk about that, but as an introduction to our listeners and uh, and viewers, uh, yeah, yeah, Oliver had uh, had um, you know not only danced in Germany where he is originally from, but uh, you know international um, and uh, you know had had really good uh, results. Uh, if you have to mention one result that you're super proud of, what would that be, Oliver, from in a competition point of view? And then we'll move on to the things that you would like to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Um, when I have to pick something out, I would uh, choose the three national titles um, of standard dancing. Uh, one was uh, in youth and two were in uh, show dance and professionals. So that are the, the highlights of our careers. Uh, and additionally, we, yeah, we danced quite a lot of competitions internationally. Um, yeah, it was, was fun mostly. 
Good. Yes. Well, yeah. Congratulations with that. But you know, uh, we know, and I said it already in the beginning. You also uh, wrote a book. Ton already said it. It's it's actually quite unique. Uh, it, it, in all, in our world, maybe it sounds like uh, like that a lot. But for other people to write a book about standard dancing, not so common. And we, of course, would like to know how you come to that came to that point where you actually first start to feel I need to write a book. You know, why do you think you have something to add what was already written about it? And so on, and so on, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it started uh, when I was 17, 18 years old uh, that I started writing down notes um, when we learned some new principles in our own lessons, uh, when I watched uh, lectures, then I tried to assemble notes uh, because uh, my impression was that um, in every lecture, in each lecture, um, the lecturer uh, addresses one point, but there's no overview about all the principles in standard dancing. Every, everybody touches one thing uh, or maybe another, but there's no overview uh, and no really systematic approach. And since I'm quite a systematic guy, I wanted to write down each uh, principle that we learned um so that was the beginning and over yeah uh, about 20 years or even even more <laughs> even more um no quite 20 yeah 20 years uh, i assembled the notes uh, but uh, the, 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 these were only notes uh, in a very tiny font uh, that could only be understood by myself because it was it was yeah it were just notes um and Every once in a while, I thought about writing a book, but uh, I always lacked time because um, yeah, of our own training or when, I, when we finish with dancing, um, I give training and uh, work, work a lot. So there was never an appropriate amount of time to write such a thing. Um, but then, uh, as we all know, Corona <laughs> was there. And uh, suddenly I had a lot of time because there were the lockdowns. Um, and since I had often thought about uh, writing it, uh, transforming it into written text, uh, I just started doing it. Um, yeah, and so I wrote and wrote and the pandemic lasted and lasted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, the book developed or the manuscript developed, um, yeah, and then I thought, okay, I've written so much, um, this should be finished. That was the story of the book, of the creation process. Yes. Um, I, I saw your book in Germany, in uh, Stuttgart, and uh, in my opinion, it looks fantastic. Also, the drawings in it, and I don't know if Sean could uh, share them. I don't know if he can do this technically-wise, but what I saw in uh, in the book, um, many drawing and all there are, um, how you say, they are not similar the picture, but they have the same style all. Yeah. And this is makes it uh, one one uniform uh, bookwork. Also the cover, the blue one. I like also the color because I like blue. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> From the outside, it looks fantastic. From the inside, I didn't read it because I, I still not have it, but I will uh, buy it, of course. And um, what makes a difference? Because I have ballroom books and all the ones, like one of the first edition of uh, Victor Sylvester yeah. and um, uh, Jeffrey Hearn, I have in standard and in Latin, um, the book. Maybe you can show your book from the outside. I don't know if you have it uh, by your side. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe to the camera. Yeah. And you have it in two languages, I think, in in yes. English and in um, yes, and in German. Mm -hmm. And what I like from the front picture—that's actually what I really like. It's not the face of yourself to promote yeah. yourself, but you promote there a circle with two dancers. Can you show me the picture again? Uh, this one yeah from the dancers a little bit more to the middle yes and i like that circle and there is a contact point in a little circle there and yeah. it looks quite uh, symmetric 
and all these pictures in the book have this unique style. How you came um, to make the pictures in that style? Um, first, I wrote the text, um, yes. and then, and then I thought about how to make it more appealing and more understandable because I think it's quite difficult to describe things in words or to understand things that are written in words without any pictures. And so I thought uh, about how I could uh, support the content of the text. Um, and then a friend of mine suggested that I should use a drawing pad um, and I, um, I searched for uh, a drawing app that I could use. Uh, yeah, and then I started uh, drawing it. Drawing it. Um, yeah, it was helpful that as a child I had uh, drawing as a hobby, quite an extensive one. Uh, so that uh, helped me quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, then I, start, yes, I started uh, drawing it. Yeah. So in the beginning, uh, there were only the, the lines, the contours of, uh, of the couples. Um, and then I started to yeah, maybe professionalize, professionalize it by adding some shadows uh, to make it more three-dimensionally mm -hmm. appealing. Yeah, they're looking really great in that book. And I love the yeah. art, how you created them. And but what is then the difference to the other dance books then? Um, because... Um, you write about ballroom dancing and mostly this all these ballroom dance books what I have or it is from the history or it's about ballroom technique. Yeah. I don't and I don't have other ballroom books only about these two subjects. And um, so what makes the difference from your book to the other books then? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question and valid question. Um I think the main difference is uh, if you open up uh, the previous technique books, uh, they mostly consist of tables um, and they show and describe uh, the certain figures. So you have uh, the tables and then you have, yeah, then you have uh, the different lines uh, comprising footwork and alignments and uh, sway and footwork, etc. And it all comes down to different figures that are described. Um, most technique books only have um, a very brief introduction um, that address uh, the principles. So if you think about uh, Alex Moore, I think uh, there are, I don't know, 10, 10 pages um, that describe mostly um, the lines that are uh, in the tables, um, how they should be understood. But um, they only, in a li limited way, uh, address the principles. Um, of course, the WDSF books, um, there, um, there's uh, a larger introduction. Uh, I think uh, there are... And, and WDSF is? What is that? WDSF, WDSF yeah. uh, technically. Yeah, uh, I think the introduction um, it consists of uh, 30 pages. Uh, and it's um, more proficient, uh, but but it lacks uh, all the principles. Uh, and uh, these books are more focused on uh, the figures that are described. And I think that's absolutely necessary. And I really appreciate uh, the work that has done by the authors, uh, no matter which book you take, it's uh, tre tremendous work. Um, but however, I think they lack um, the uh, principles uh, that stand behind the figures. Um, so if you know, for example, how a natural rotating figure works, you can apply that knowledge to most natural rotating figures. So if you know how it works, then you can apply it to the natural turn, the natural spin turn, running spin turn, and all the natural rotating figures, uh, or the same uh, is uh, valid for, for the reverse turns and sways and so yeah so this is yeah. more footwork then uh, they describe the footwork and wdsf is the world dance sport federation of ballroom dancing 
Yes. It's only one recognized by the sport federation or the sport accord worldwide. So uh, it's, this is for the listeners. Uh, and um, so mainly all these books from in the past of this ballroom world, Alex Moore, Victor Sylvester, um, um, Jeffrey Hearn, <laughs> They yeah. are more, and the WDSF books, they have 10. It's more about footwork. Yes. And Donnie Burns, Donnie Burns has also a technically book. Also, mostly it's about only feet. And you have also, in my method, we have 10 body parts. So we have more body uh, parts or, yes. And you describe yeah. them uh, also from uh, a total instrument then. Yes, yeah, I believe that uh, when you know how different movements work, then uh, the footwork and the sways and the rotations um, that are described in the books, but they are mostly described the final results. So uh, in the previous books, um, there is uh, maybe one line about the, the footwork and uh, then you look at uh, right foot forward with the heel and so on. But if you know the basic principles, then you can apply it to, to your dancing and then more or less uh, the figures are danced correctly and the final results that are depicted in these books uh, may occur more or less automatically. So that is uh, the approach. It's a more, um, a more hollow uh, approach. Well, uh, holistic, holistic approach. Holistic approach. Yeah, that's the main difference. Uh, I believe that um, it's absolutely necessary, uh, for example, when you do a trainer education that you learn the, the figures that you know where one figure starts, where it ends, the directions, uh, it's all necessary. But I think additionally uh, that it's uh, very crucial and beneficial if you, when you know the, the principles that are behind the figures that you learn, because then it, may, it all makes more sense in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, so, I'm agreeing. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's add a little bit to it because Oliver, you used the title is also principles of standard uh, dancing you use that word quite quite a bit i think we need to help the listeners a little bit to understand what principles are right eh? because you know yeah. i think we all grew up we are from the generation that we grew up with this yeah. book yeah. you know very small yeah. uh, they call it even technique we could even arguably say if it's truly technique right because it's all about what ton and i call the fine figures you know these are the figures mm. that we yeah. know yes. and dance define movements right um yeah. what you tap on i think you're a little bit too modest actually what you tap into there are movement principles that you all you know would help you to on if you know them to understand these figures in yeah. my opinion we are very straightforward in this podcast by the way it should actually be the other way around. <laughs> you should first understand a little bit what you can move and how you can move it before yeah. you are making the movements that you want to make. Um, so I think the, your book is a very valuable, more than just an addition to what's already there. But can you explain for the listeners and the viewers a little bit, you know, what is a principle in uh, in movement altogether? You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so principle is something that is applicable to different figures. Uh, that's um, like uh, uh, how can I describe it? So, for example, if you have the principle um, that you should never turn to the right before you start, before you have um, turned to the left, that's a principle. So you know. Uh, when you want to dance a natural turn, you have to wind up to the left in order to turn to the right. So that is an example of uh, a principle that can be applied uh, throughout uh, different figures. So maybe so that's the... structural wise through when you want to turn to right, you wind up to the left and first. That's a principle. Yes, for example. Yeah. 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 And the other way around. So that's a principle that um, that can be applied to to all the different figures. So uh, it doesn't matter whether you dance a natural turn or a reverse turn or a fall away. 
um, and so on. If you want to rotate to the left, then you have to wind up to the right. Uh, so that's one principle uh, that can be applied uh, to different figures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. That's only one principle in that book, or you have more no. of them? And, and, <laughs> no. and I, I have also another question to the principles. Um, um, how you um, have you um, examples from your dancers, uh, how you approach it then with that principles? That would be uh, quite interesting. Yes. So my approach in a training is to uh, talk about one or two principles in each lesson that can be mm -hmm. applied throughout the whole choreography. Uh, so, for example, when we practice uh, couple positions, then we have some exercises uh, to practice uh, these uh, positions. And then uh, the principles, um, they, they, can, they can be applied to, throughout the whole choreography. So, for example, if you take the principles of uh, outside position, so outside partner position, uh, then there's one principle that uh, mostly you have uh, your body uh, about one eighth rotated to the right and uh, you put your foot in CBMP, so in, in one line, more or less. Uh, and that's another principle as an example. So if you know this principle, you can apply it uh, throughout all the figures. And that's uh, the approach that I have, uh, that I don't go through the figures uh, and do sway in the first figure, rotation in the second, hold in the uh, third, and so on. But I try to um, address one or two principles in each lesson that can be applied in the dance we talk about, but also can be applied to all the other dances. So the couples that are uh, eager to do so, they uh, don't have the lesson on one dance. When we, when we have a lesson, we don't uh, speak about one dance, but uh, by applying the lesson, they can uh, apply it uh, to all the other dances that we yeah. even so did. all the five holistic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And CBMP listeners, it's counter body movement position. That's yes. uh, the letters here, yeah. CBMP. Yes. For some who has experience with ballroom dancing, but still not know what CBMP is. Now <laughs> you know it. I hope it. <laughs> Yes. So yeah. it's very, uh, it sounds very technically, um, actually, um, uh, Oliver. Um, this is also because when I had before standard lessons, ballroom lesson, the form always fixed there. It's, it's, you cannot, um, like in my method, when I go to the right, I don't want them show that I go first to the left. So I don't, I keep it secret that I go to the right. So I make yeah. different decisions in it. And when they make the sway to the left, I try to do them to the right. So I do the opposite because it's also possible. So that's more freedom to the machine. What I use my instrument, my body. And mm. so these are fixed uh, principle then or you can play around with it uh, yes you can play around with the principles uh, but still you have to um, to ap apply them as they are but if you know the principles you can choose different designs for the figure uh, for a certain figure so for example um, if you dance a line figure uh, and you have uh, the different principles of rotation and sways um, in your uh, repertoire, then you're able to play with it and um, produce uh, different designs. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, the yeah, yeah. And so what the you mean design then? What 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 is a design then in the in dancing then? What uh, in the ballroom dancing? What you call a design? Yeah. yeah um, the the design of the figure uh, how how much you rotate how much you sway uh, how ah, much okay. you go around 
each other. Uh, for example, if you dance an oversway, uh, this which is quite an easy figure, you just uh, go backwards and sideways, and then then you shape. You can design it in different ways. You can rotate more, rotate around each other, rotate less, uh, rotate to the right or to the left as as you like to initiate the next movements uh, or to to produce an accent. And uh, mm -hmm. that's what I meant by saying that you can use the principles uh, to design different uh, figures. Yeah, nice. It's, uh, it's more freedom in that one and holistic approach than the other one where it's uh, the form or shape, you can say it, or design, it's more fixed. And uh, here you work more from the principles to gain more freedom then yes yeah maybe if we want to take an example um you have letters that can uh be built to words so words consist of letters and um one word should be written in a certain and correct way so that's the principle but then you can put different words together to create a book or a poem or whatever and that's the design thing or what you want to do um with your principles with the words so the this might be the words as an example and then you can put them together as you like in different figures of course if you take a natural turn which is uh yeah a figure that uh, has been danced for decades <laughs> then uh, there might be less opportunity to do a different design because uh, the people might think uh, that you are not able to dance a natural turn <laughs> because everybody has a certain okay. opinion how the natural turn should look like uh, but if you um if you dance figures like lion figures um then you can design it as you like and take the principles to shape to design as as you like it but still the mm -hmm. principles have to be there you must not um break yes, your I, hold and yes so on. maybe i have a meaning that's um about the ballroom world they're quite conservative uh, that's my opinion um and new things for them it's um a challenge sometimes for them because they want to keep the old things um how they received your book actually because it's it's then when it's a holistic approach and you have more freedom in it how they received it in the in the ballroom world um Overall, uh, it has been received uh, very well. Uh, I just mm -hmm. th thought about your comments on uh, the conservative uh, standard dances. Uh, I believe that there are different uh, approaches. There are uh, the ones that uh, try to conserve the traditional way of dancing, and then there are the ones um, that try to uh, evolve new things, new ideas. And I think both are correct and we need both we need um, the structure of the we need the traditions and also I, I believe that it's nice to try new things um, still based on yeah on the principles on the traditional ideas uh, that are valid and that are necessary um, so yeah um, I think your book is needed actually because when you would dance like 100 years ago then um you can stuck by the old things but um i think uh, dance it's uh, changing constantly and this is a proof of um of the result what you made now and sean you you have something to ask to oliver also from yeah uh, yeah yeah no i i think i started him off in explaining to our audience uh, and listeners you know to say what uh, you know what are principles uh, given a couple of good examples the second question uh, you could follow up on that is that uh, you know why should anyone pick up your book uh, you know if you want to develop yourself into dancing in general or as specifically in this case in standard dancing um, so uh, yeah tell me tell me a little bit if i'm a dancer i'm a well i am a dancer but yeah. <laughs> uh, so why why would i pick it up what what would i gain from it i believe that uh if you know the movement principles of standard dancing then everything gets uh, easier 
so if you uh, learn something from your teacher uh, and you have a broader knowledge foundation, then it's uh, easier to implement uh, that knowledge into your daily uh, training. So um, as to speak for myself, I always like to have uh, structure and um, when I learn new principles or new ideas, then I try to add them to the structure that I all already got. Uh, and so I, I believe that everybody who uh, strives for learning the principles um, is able to do so by this book. And this will help the development of each couple that uh, that reads it and understands it. Because uh, by by knowing the, the principles and the movements, uh, movement ideas, um, that makes it easier to reproduce uh, what you want to learn, what you have learned in the lessons, because you can uh, you have a, a better structure and you don't tap in the in the blind, you, you might say. <laughs> is it uh, is it is it necessary? I mean, it's almost an obvious question, right? But is it necessary for the teacher to uh, to know and work uh, within these principles? And let me give you an example, right? Tom wrote a book, uh, uh, Gem. Uh, and it it clearly lays out more um, also universal principles around movement. Uh, let me give you an example. You can only bend or extend your arm, right? There is there is no, and you can also turn. There are there are only three. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's not only that's there are, there are you know the anatomy actually makes it four, but let's not go into that. But that's how clear that is. And for, for some people, Tom and I notice that is actually almost like an eye opener, right? Like, oh, wow, yeah. you can actually make only three movements. Uh, uh, so some people ask, if we ask how many movements you can make in that perspective, they come up with crazy numbers. And then we say three. Yeah. And then they are like flabbergasted. We also yeah. notice that some teachers don't like to hear that when we bring that in. <laughs> How do you yeah. deal with it? How did you bring your principles in the dance world? <clears throat> yeah, I, I believe that uh, every teacher that is interested in uh, gaining more knowledge about the movement principles or even just compare your own thoughts with another one's thoughts, um, yeah, is uh, very much introduced uh, to, to read it. Uh, and I believe that uh, it might be beneficial for uh, each and every one. Uh, so if anybody else would have um, written a book, I would definitely uh, want to read it, um, especially if somebody uh, describes all the different movements, uh, the different planes of movement. Um, yeah, and it's interesting to, to read, um, I hope. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I hope that, um, or I think that it will be beneficial to to uh, to learn it, to to read it, uh, and yes, as I said, maybe even just compare it with your own thoughts. Uh, and if you think it's it's wrong, what's written in the book, then you might know it more for sure because you have thought about it. Uh, might be, but um, yeah, reading it, I think, uh, is is beneficial for for teachers for dancers and uh, for judges um yeah, and i uh, luckily i i received uh, some very nice feedbacks from from couples uh, that have read it uh, they uh, that said uh, who said that uh, yeah it's beneficial for them to read it because they have more structure and uh, they are able to practice uh, better by themselves especially good yeah good so um so is there a fixed number of principles that you have in your book you know you know in marketing <laughs> we often say like the 10 principles of you know uh, yeah. is there a fixed number or how did you came to this set is it something that is in development are you planning to you know revisit and say hey there are actually more how did you how did you came to those principles what were your choices yeah I haven't counted them, um, so maybe uh, I will address the, the structure of the book that everybody who's listening has a better understanding how the book is uh, structured. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the first principle is um, about uh, the hold and the position of the couple. 
So that's yeah the foundation of everything in ballroom in ballroom and center dancing, uh, because if you have a bad hold and a bad position uh, in relation to each other, then all the other movements um, don't work. So that's uh, the first chapter, and the second chapter uh, addresses uh, the spatial movement. So all the principles uh, of the swing swinging movements swinging actions so the downswing uh, the, the driving action the up upswing and uh, yeah all the other movements uh, actions principles um, that uh, you can find throughout the the swing dances uh, the jumping actions and quick step and so on so that's the second chapter and uh, what i mean by principles um, for example when you uh, take the swing action you always have um, downswing, you always have a drive, you always have a rising action, and then you can apply the principles and slightly change them if you compare the walls with the Foxtrot, for example. But the principles are quite similar, and then you have to ad um, adapt them to the uh, specific dance that you're practicing or that you're dancing. Yes, Oliver, uh, you spoke about uh, a bad uh, posture and... Um, yeah. Could you give some context to that one uh, that we could understand what you mean with bad and with the posture? Yes. Um, so there are different uh, planes uh, that uh, we can look at. Uh, so the first, the, the most important thing is that uh, before uh, the both before both partners take their common holds so they have to stand upright and be in a correct position and a correct balance by themselves uh, that's the necessary foundation to create a good uh, common uh, couple hold so that's okay the first thing so, yes so correct yeah. is also uh, it what would the listener understand as a correct then and uh, yeah a correct uh, individual posture yes you you use the word correct and good but i don't understand okay. the correct and good so i wanted <laughs> contacts from you yes okay uh, a good individual uh, position is where everything is aligned uh, straight upwards that you don't lean back or forward or to the side, ah, so okay. everything is so aligned. In angles, then, uh, when I put my hand like this, it's like this, yeah. what you mean? So when the listener saw 90 degree angles, or what you mean, or in harmony in the lines, or um, no, that I, both I was, have I, the same balance, uh, yeah. left and right, or? Yeah, I was just referring to the individual position, so before yes, yes. the couple takes, takes their hold. Yeah, so everything mm -hmm. should be aligned and uh, and straight. Uh, there should be uh, a little bit of tonus in the center, and everything should be uh, yeah okay. straight in the light. Yes. I, I wasn't referring so, to the couple holes. Yes, yeah. uh, it's uh, form related then. Yeah, fix fix yes. form related then. Uh, actually, um, how the alignments had to be then. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing, and then um, the next sections are on uh, the couple position, and then I start from the feet because uh, if the feet are not um, placed correctly, then everything uh, it doesn't work to build build up a good uh, posture, correct posture if the feet uh, are not positioned correctly. And then I move upwards. Uh, I talk about the contact points and the head position and how the the arms should be aligned and position and um, which joints can move in which way. Uh, and so the whole hold is described uh, what should be done to produce a uh, good and harmonious hold. Yes. Oh, nice, nicer here. It's, it goes deeper then also. It's, it's for experienced dancer or also for dancers who begin with the ballroom dancing so they could do also something with it yes uh, i believe it's for both um maybe it's uh, it's a little bit more beneficial for the ones that are rather experienced of course but uh, i already had couples that uh, that have just started to dance and that have read the chapters uh, that they are practicing uh, so, for example, um, a beginner couple starts with um, with the hold, for example, and with the movement, 
and uh, I already um, got feedback that it's uh, quite beneficial for them to have read it uh, because they can yeah can they have the structure in their heads and then uh, they can practice it uh, more um, more proficient yeah. yeah so that's the first chapter the second chapter it's about the the swing action the movement actions and so on and then yeah it, it dives into uh, rotations turns sways extensions uh, shapes shape is the sixth chapter that comprises all the movements uh, that were described before so the seventh chapter is about uh, lead and follow uh, how to lead how to follow uh, how to change the couple positions and so on and then the final chapter the eighth one is about the tango um, where are the differences between the tango and the swing dances so it's not uh, it's not written everything again for the tango but um, the the differences between the tango and the swing dances so i go through again through the hold and the movement and the rotations couple positions etc and uh, address the differences between the tango and the, the swing dances okay <clears throat> Yeah, so I, if I hear it, I mean, uh, I'm a dance educator, obviously, I would uh, also, you know, think that I can use it very well in my, um, in my, in my teaching practice, right? Yes. And help. Um, yeah. So are you doing activities besides your own teaching? You know, are you, you know, going out doing workshops for teachers and students to, you know, um, get to work with your book? Is that something you do or is that something that you have in, in, in your future? Um. Yeah, um, I recommend uh, each dancer that uh, practices with me to, to read it. I don't force them, but most uh, of the dancers are interested to read it. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, um, I encourage that, of course. Um, I uh, did some trainer educations, but that was two years ago. Uh, so the the book was not published, so uh, so far I, I haven't had the chance to incorporate it into a trainer education. But um, yeah, I, I recently got the message that it's incorporated in in Austria in some dance uh, trainer academy uh, for nice. the first time. So that was yeah, I was quite happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Congratulations. and maybe what. Yeah, that's super. Maybe worldwide, when some listeners are there from some federation or organization, so um, you can invite Oliver. And um, because when you are looking to people who did a long research and work very long on something, uh, you can um, you have some people experts what you could invite, and so listeners in Germany or all over the world in the Netherlands or in America. Yes, Oliver is available um, to to put his principles there. And it's always interesting to look from a different view uh, to the ballroom dancing. And yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, really great. I'll, I had another question. You also, uh, Sean, you had still also some questions well, I, my 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 question is unfortunately Tom we <laughs> we hit yeah our time hour. yes uh, our, yeah. Uh, we're hitting almost the hour but yeah I definitely would like to add something to what Tom said Oliver it's your approach is about learning always right and uh, at least yeah. if you don't agree then at least you have learned that which is also good so before you think uh, you know I'm agree I'm not agreeing just oh, read it with an open mind but that would be you know, I think also, of course, uh, a, a great workshop or teaching approach. You probably uh, applied it uh, as well. So we want to say to our listeners, because that's why we also ask you here is, yeah, you know, I think it's a great addition to what's already out there. There are not many books actually written about standard dancing specifically. So that by itself should, you know, should should uh, should be a good stimulant to pick it up. If that is the dance style you prefer, me as a dancer would just pick it up because i love to read all about dancing um and anything else don uh before we come to a close yes um say somebody want to learn um the style from the book and the principle of the book um how long they take for the theory 
to understand it, maybe about plus minus, and um, to work with it, um, to adapt it to the body, to the motor, to that instrument, to that orchestra. How how long take it to coordinate that that uh, information in your book? Is there a time frame on it? Yeah, forever. Uh, it's uh, some some decades. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the book uh, comprises uh, the experience of uh, two decades um, dancing by myself and um, approximately fifteen years of of teaching. Uh, mm -hmm. So I believe it's not uh, it's not possible to say um, to let's say uh, in, incorporate uh, this knowledge within one year and then dance like a world champion. Uh, you might learn you might learn the principles uh, the the content in yeah, some some months or maybe a year uh, if you're very eager to do so. But uh, to incorporate that into your body, I think it takes years and years of, of practice. Yeah. Yes. So um, they can learn the principles uh, inside one year. And then, of course, it's, a, it's a working forever. It's endless uh, to work with it. And I had still also other question because in I'm our sure world... I'm sure you have a lot of more questions. Yeah, no, uh, one. It's the last one. Okay. I know you have to go, Sean. <laughs> Um, in our world, it's a lot of sometimes jealousy also, because you wrote that book, you put a lot of effort, research in it, and um, how your colleagues react on it, because I see it in my book, sometimes um, some colleagues never react. And um, when I meet them and I will speak about with them, they get enthusiast and then they I get suddenly reactions. I don't know how it is with your book in that ballroom world, because some of them, they're stuck to the old things. How there are people who are jealous or you never hear something from your colleagues or some colleagues say wonderful or super. What are the reactions from it? Yeah, uh, yes, so far. Uh, luckily, the reactions were very positive and, and nice. Uh, and interestingly, um, there were a few international experts, uh, one quite conservative and one might be quite, uh, quite modern. But however, uh, since the pr pr basic principles um, are described in the books, uh, I received feedbacks from both ends of the spectrum in a very positive mm -hmm. way. So that's quite interesting that not only maybe the modern ones or the conservative ones um, are in favor of it, but um, that both appreciate it. And that's, uh, yeah, I appreciated that a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah. oh, that's wonderful news. Uh, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, last question, you already know that, of course, uh, Oliver, because we said it in the in the pre-talk is uh, where do you see yourself in five, uh, five, maybe 10 years from now? Um, yeah, uh, I would like to continue uh, giving practice or um, improving couples and improving myself, of course. Uh, and I want to extend what I'm doing uh, right now uh and yeah improve myself so, so that's the main point uh that in five years i definitely want to be better than now um and that's yeah that's my main motivation each each time i live i want to learn something new and uh, yeah that's my main motivation so i don't know where i am in five years but all i can do is uh, to improve myself and then let's wait and see where life goes Beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah, well, nice to um, hear. Yeah, an hour is almost nothing. I would love to have, yeah. uh, you know, say, you know, let's uh, let's uh, let's come back uh, one more time when we, or maybe even more, uh, when we have an opportunity, Oliver. It was a pleasure for my yes, side to, really to hear about your about your book. Um, Yes, uh, this was another episode of Dance Gems. Uh, good to have you here. Um, we always have a little bit of an after talk, but uh, in this case, I think we rescheduled that. Uh, Tom, is there anything you want to say in closing to Oliver before I, you know, do our oh, usual thing? 
Yeah, um, actually, I know he is also dentist, so he have a very clever job also, side <laughs> to the dancing. Um, yes, one thing I want not to say, but also to ask how you uh, work in this both areas, because Sean has to go. So hopefully you can say it briefly. But um, yes, how is how is it to work in this both so different areas? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, great because both uh, areas are completely independent from each other. So uh, if there's training in the evening and uh, dentistry in the morning, they are completely independent from each other. And I like that a lot. Uh, however, uh, both fields um, deal with people. So <laughs> the skills of one area might be applied to the other area because uh, we are people so both uh, fields are quite people oriented but uh, the technical skills that are com uh, are completely different and i like that uh, a lot to be in one role in this part of the day and in a completely other role in another part of the day yeah but there are crossovers also similarities uh, yes, crossovers in in, yeah in, in a sense of that both fields deal uh, with people uh, and you have to know how to communicate and um, yeah, try to communicate well with the people uh, that they feel good um, <clears throat> in the dentistry field or that they improve uh, in a good way uh, in, the dent in, the, in the dancing world. Um, yeah, but both fields um, deal with people, so that's uh, quite nice. Yes. Thank you very much, Oliver, for your time, for your uh, energy. And also for the for your book, I'm really happy you uh, did what the most don't do, and is to write it down and have it there for the future. And you will work on it. You will probably revise it. It will come a second edition. And um, yeah, congratulations with your achievement. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. Thank this, you for uh, the invitation. Yes, uh, I would love to have you, Oliver. Um, and thank you so much, listeners, as always, and viewers to be with us in this podcast. I hope uh, you catch us uh, in another episode. This was an interview with um, Oliver Rader. Actually, we can also say Dr. Oliver Rader, although in the context <laughs> of dancing, I probably doesn't like that. But it is actually true. Uh, Oliver is also a doctor. He wrote a, a fantastic book, The Principles of Standard Dancing. It's available on Amazon, so it's very easy to get, both in German and in English. Um, so, um, so that was that. With that, I say goodbye, Oliver. And um, and uh, sorry, don't forget, it's also available at uh, on Casa Musica. It's Casa Musica. Casa Musica is a well known for uh, dance uh, music and dance books and other dance articles, by the way. So, uh, yes, uh, I will also mention that in the show notes for sure and make a link to your book so that's easy for people um, to, um, to acquire one. All right. Thank you so much, Ton. With that, uh, we are going to close it off with our music. Um, yes and I'll say from my side uh, bye bye and I hope to see you back um, very 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 soon of course as always we are available and you can watch us on Spotify um, and listen to us on Spotify or on our website or on uh, YouTube at Dance Gems um, as always with that we say bye bye Ton I say bye bye to you bye too. bye see you next time listen to our next podcast and thank you for listening.